Hi there, I'm Margaret. Join me for a deep dive into the life of a freelancer. I share my clients' struggles and successes and celebrate those moments that make it oh so worth it. This is Freelance Freedom. Welcome to episode four, where it's all about building authority and niching down. Do you ever write a tweet, blog post, Instagram post, and hover over that publish button at this at the last second, only to start wondering, who am I to talk about this anyways? Is there anyone even listening? Or am I just contributing to the noise and yelling into the void of social media? Those thoughts constantly go through my head. And I know we're not the only ones either. But why does this happen? Well, it happens because the posts are randomized, uncategorized, without context, and sometimes even just totally out of place. I do this all the time. I'm so busy working in my business with client work that anytime I even think about coming up for air and posting something business related to social media, I would throw something up totally random without any context and then wonder why the droves of clients weren't flooding to my inbox. Well, that was until I got very strategic about two things, building authority and niching down. These gave my business purpose and direction. The problem is, when you try to talk to everyone, you end up talking to no one. One day, it's a post about how to add image variables in Shopify. The other, it's a tweet about where to edit an image in WordPress. These are all valuable content, and they're all correct. But I wasn't talking to the same person. And to grow the no like, and trust factor with your audience, you need to stay consistent. Or heck, to even get an audience in the first place. You need to speak to the certain group's needs, stay consistent even before you ever meet them. And let me tell you, there's an audience for everything and there's no niche too small. Here are a few great examples. One, a photographer who only does engagement photos. Two, a glass blower for sex toys only. Three, an online membership course for witchcraft and my favorite, a seamstress tailor for cat costumes. Yes, All of these are real professions and people with thriving incomes. So the good news is, whoever you're looking to serve, they're likely in desperate need of your knowledge, and that's how you have to think about it. For example, when I began niching down in the field of web development, I wanted to be known for my WordPress development skills, and then even further down to my WordPress for e-commerce and specifically for online courses. After establishing myself in a smaller niche, it actually began to open up so many doors that I began teaching, running workshops, as well as being referred to as an authority by colleagues and educational institutions. When people think of niching down, they often think they're limiting themselves and they fear alienating a potential audience. I can tell you firsthand that it's actually the complete opposite that happens. So let's dive in. We're going to go through my top seven things that you can start doing today to narrow your niche and build authority in that area. Okay, number one. Now, for this one, I'm going to get you to draw a Venn diagram. So what a Venn diagram is, it's two circles that intersect each other. And where they intersect, there's sort of an overlapping area. And that's what we want to target in on. So for this Venn diagram, the actual diagram itself is a little bit more conceptually, so you can just sketch it on a piece of paper if you like. But the more important thing about these circles is that in the circles or on top of them or below them, you want to make a list of two different categories. And what we're looking at is what overlaps in that list to try to hone in on our niche and really identify who we can serve. So the first list that I want you to make is what you're good at. So 
If you're already freelancing, what are you making money at that you excel in and that you enjoy as well? If you're not freelancing, what would you like to be doing with your time and what are you good at doing with your time? Now, it is important to be good at it. You don't have to be good at it, amazing at it right away, but you do have to be on the path to improving your skills on it as well. The other side of the circle is going to be what does your customer need? So this one's probably going to take a little bit more research than the other side. And basically what you want to look into is what are the good things that you can do? And then start Googling and looking around. What are the needs that those fulfill in people? What are those customers looking for? What problem is it that they need to be solved? And you're going to make a list of these problems. And you can make a list of these problems that's their core problems, as well as a bunch of peripheral problems as well. Because anytime you want to expand your niche, this is going to give you a lot of ideas of different areas that you can go into. So we've got our list, what you're good at, and what your clients or your potential client base is looking for. And what we're looking for is any overlap in those two areas. Is there something that you're really good at that people really need? This is sort of the golden overlap of something that would make a great business. There's a lot of other factors that go into play as well, but this is an incredible starting point. Okay, so keep those notes to the side. We're going to keep going, but I want you to hang on to those. Number two, double the prices for your new niche. Okay, you might not need to fully double them right away, but you should increase them from your current rates. And here's a few reasons why. People both consciously and unconsciously tie money to value. So increased costs equal increased value. Number two, people expect to pay more for a specialized service. I'll go into that one a little bit more. Here's a quick example. So I'm in the very early stages of converting a van into a drivable living space. So if you Google something like Sprinter van or van conversions, you'll see what I mean. You'll see some pretty epic homes inside these vans. Anyways, when I look up things like the water and electrical system, chances are I need to hire a plumber. Now, the question is, would I use a regular plumber, someone who works on, works on houses and cottages, or would I seek out someone who has the experience with plumbing on motor vehicles, RVs, and even van conversions? Well, the latter, of course. And in that case, I would expect to pay more for such a unique specialty. And I think it's pretty common in most places for people to expect to pay a certain amount more money for such a specialized service. So if you niche down, you become very specialized, it's totally justifiable to charge double, sometimes more than double, triple, quadruple what other people are charging as a generalist in the industry. Number three, don't do something you hate. This one's often taken for granted and actually not represented in our earlier Venn diagram. So let's revisit that. I want you to redraw these two circles, but now draw a third overlapping circle below those two. This will create a tiny intersection between all three circles where you get to work in the best part of all three factors, what you're good at, what the market dictates, and what you love. This is kind of the gold standard zone that you'd love to be in, but a lot of people are scared to go there for a few reasons. Number one, it seems too good to be true. Now, let's talk about that. This too good to be true, and I'm using that in quotation marks, mindset is a major block that we've been embedded with in our whole entire lives, and it's time to drop it entirely. The too good to be true paradigm has infiltrated us on such a deep level, and it basically gives us an out that's justified by society and driven by fear. Now, 
Here's our new paradigm. Nothing is too good to be true. Got it? Okay, moving on. Now, the second reason why people don't think that this is possible to have all this criteria is that people think they can't niche down that far and think it'll actually attract very few potential clients and alienating people in certain sectors from working with you at all. Now, this is false. Through my experience and the experience of many others, when you become an authority at a very small niche, it's extremely easy to move into an adjacent niche and maintain the same, if not higher, level of credibility. Okay, diving into number four. So on top of the Venn diagram that we've created above, you'll need to do a little bit of market research. You'll want to go out and find the following. So who exists in the market that's currently serving your desired audience? And can you reach out to them to get a little bit of insight? Now, add a little bit more to this. I don't believe in competition or scarcity myself, but many people do. This makes this point particularly tricky because if you approach people serving the same niche that you want to serve, they may be a bit cagey or apprehensive about answering your questions, and you're now on their radar as a potential competitor. The upside of this is that they could be very cool and answer all of your questions and actually act as a mentor or support network. This has actually been my experience the majority of the time, and people have been incredibly helpful. A lot of people who've had tremendous success in their field are happy to share their support and tips with people from my experience. So let's dive into number five. Tell people about your niche. This may sound super obvious, but it's the part where most people leave out. When I began niching down into e-commerce and online course development, that became part of my intro, part of my identity, part of the first thing I said when I met people in the real world. I was no longer Margaret Raffel, web developer. I was Margaret Raffel, web developer for e-commerce and online programs. Now, the key is also to keep it short, keep it snappy. You, of course, don't want to go into paragraphs and paragraphs of the things that you do, but you want to summarize your niche in a very quick sentence and get it across to people within the first few seconds of meeting them. Now, this still carries with me today, but you need to be consistent and vocal about your niche. Bonus points if you can write a topic on your own blog, as well as guest posts for other people. I didn't make writing a huge priority when I first started off, and it still worked out really well for me. So you'll probably get that much further if you can write about the topic or even speak about it. Also, if you're writing or speaking about that niche, make sure you're intimately familiar with the challenges of your clients. Now, this is so important. When you learn to speak the language of your clients and their problems associated with their systems, the ones that you're going to solve, you will win them over for life, hands down. All right, almost there. Number six, paid advertising. Now, I know we mostly talk about free ways to bootstrap your business in this podcast, but I want to give credit to the advancements made in paid advertising over the last decade. In the past, it would be incredibly expensive to run a radio or television ad. And even then, you're kind of throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks. You could choose general demographics, but you're still paying heavily for ads that A, you weren't sure if they were going to reach their target audience or not, or B, you got no feedback after the ad ran. Well, today, analytics have reached a whole new level. We can get access to so much information on who exactly to target that I once met someone who literally ran an ad set to target one single person in attempt to get their attention, and it worked. Not only can you target precisely, but after the ad runs... You have a boatload of data of click-through rates and view times that we can check out to see 
if the ad wasn't successful this time, what do we need to change and how do we need to pivot for it to be successful the next time? So the amount of feedback you get is incredible these days. Whereas in the past with radio and television ads, you didn't get that kind of feedback. Now, about the cost of them. Yes, Facebook ads have gotten expensive in the last two to three years, but there's so many other platforms that may be more worth your time and investment. You have to go and see where your customers are. For example, if you run workshops on crafting, then you should probably check out Pinterest ads. Then there's other ads like LinkedIn, Instagram, Google, Spotify, and even podcast advertising. So when you're in a financial position to do so, I would highly recommend exploring some options for paid advertisements. Number seven, show up constantly and provide value. Now, this has been the undertones of the other six points that we talked about, but I think it bears repeating. We can come up with all the tactics in the world, but what they all come down to is doing the work. Sitting at home, responding to DMs, responding to comment threads, recording how-to videos, and sending a ton of pitch emails to podcasts isn't the most glamorous work, but it's the stuff all of us do behind the scenes to run a consistently successful business. It's the work that makes everything pay off in the long run. And trust me, Knowing you're succeeding after putting the amount of work and executing on a daily basis makes the reward that much sweeter. I'm going to end with this as my example. So I live here in Toronto, and we in Toronto just celebrated the first ever NBA championships. Go Raptors. It's been 24 years since this team's toughed it out, and we finally won. Now, I'm sure you've seen all the footage, but it was the biggest impromptu celebration in this city's history, and all because of a basketball game. Now, I don't believe that for a minute. No way. It's not because of the basketball game. The pride of the city and the players has nothing to do with the final game itself and everything to do with the celebration of the journey. Now, I'm going to leave you with this. Put in the work and keep on going. You got this. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. As always, I love to keep the conversation going. So head over to Twitter or Instagram at Margaret Fell. That's at M-A-R-G-R-E-F-F-E-L-L and tag me or slide into my DMs with any questions you may have. You can also find me at my home base of margrafell.com for all the resources. I'll see you next time.